0: The reason why I really wanted to pick your brain in the first very episode of I, of the fire chat about this industry was because we have never prepared for something like this. Good evening, Twitter. Welcome to the first episode of Equitas media fire chat <laughs> um, just uh, something i did very uh quickly in like two seconds so please don't judge
1: <laughs> yes no problem no Thank, thanks for inviting and i think it's a great time that we are uh starting this fire chat and uh absolutely um glad to come to the this uh platform
0: oh yeah i think we have been planning this for for a long time now and finally uh, i think we should have done this long time ago but here we are good IP. to be here
1: I think COVID, uh, the one positive side of the COVID is that a lot of people have been planning so many things, but they, they didn't <laughs> find the time to do it. But I think uh, now is the right time and uh, we have got uh, that moment uh, to yes. put our ideas into action. So I think it's a great time. Yes.
0: That's very well said. Thank you. Now, I understand that you're also a social media trainer and a marketing specialist and you're, you're a very successful entrepreneur for a very long time and it has been in education industry for a very long time. You've done amazing community work and I think the intro might go on and on. But uh, today w- what I would like to do is talk about uh, education industry in general because we do have some clients for Equitus Media, but we also are speaking uh, to a lot of people um, who are struggling with certain things. So I thought, why not pick up that topic? and uh, pick your brain on these um, these ideas.
1: Absolutely, look- um, uh,
0: Before I do that, I just wanna quickly ask you to um, probably talk about your experience in a brief way so people know um, who political is.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, look, thanks Thanks for the uh, introduction already. But uh, yeah, look, um, to give you a little bit of uh, my background, so uh, it it is predominantly in uh, brand development, marketing, education management. Uh, I have a bit of experience okay. around um, about seven to 10 years experience managing um, high quality education institutions uh, back in yeah. New Zealand. And now I'm also working with a couple of RTOs here to uh, give them advice on their quality and compliance issues. At the ma- At the same wow. time, building their branding, marketing, it's more on a strategic level, at a, uh, you know, yeah. uh, governance level and at um, uh, planning levels. And also, uh, I have a bit of experience working with the communities producing um, uh, brands, especially events. Sometimes people think I produce events, but I don't. I think I produce brands, uh, which, wow. which are, uh, which are uh, like more sustainable uh, festivals uh, for the future. So. Uh, That is a little bit of my introduction around when I started my uh, institution back in New Zealand in 2010. And um, uh, since then, I have been involved in education management. I have been uh, involved in business development, marketing, and um, especially a focus has been on digital and social media channels. So that has been my passion as well. So Absolutely glad to come and talk about uh, the current scenario about um, so, uh, you know what's happening. That's
0: uh, beautifully said. I think you're a very multi-talented man uh, with a lot of a lot of positive uh, knowledge to share with the world. Uh, and thanks to events um, and you being the producer because that's how I actually also got in touch with you. So we'll uh, probably keep events for the next episode or something. But we'll <laughs> jump into straight away to questions if you if you're okay go for it all right so um first question that i've here is uh, in your opinion how has the education industry business changed after covid19 in australia and new zealand
1: it's not easy to answer this question straight away i would uh, be honest Mm -hmm. but what I can relate to is that my experience dealing with the adverse circumstances back in New Zealand. So as you know that when I started my institution in 2010, uh, just after six months when I invested all my money, whatever little I had, we we were stuck with the earthquake, right? Yeah. And, yeah, um, right. and that is basically, what I feel is that the adverse circumstances always judges, uh, your capacity and they make you more brave and, you know, uh, willing to accept risk. The only thing is that how long you can hang on and, uh, how positive mm. can you remain in all the negativity, doom and gloom everywhere around. So sure. what I feel is that, of course, at the moment, um, a lot of entrepreneurs and a a lot of uh, education providers might not be able to think or paint a rosy picture. But Mm. I think it's not that bad either, because uh, what happens is that um, I believe that every adversity brings along a seed of equal opportunity as well. So the only thing I believe at this stage is that uh, number one, everyone will have to start thinking in the businesses that how can they make their businesses sustainable with the limited resources. So everyone will have to cut down on the expenses one way or another. Mm-hmm. While cutting on the expenses because this is a very, very highly regulated industry, they need, mm-hmm. they need to keep the quality of education as well as the outcome for the industry same as well. So this That's is... Right. This is very, uh, very, um, it's education. One thing I would like to add is that a lot of people think education is a business. Of course, it is a business when it comes to uh, when people are charging fee and everything, but it is not, the similar business as the other businesses like a cafe or restaurant or something. Because right. the education business brings along a lot of uh, responsibility because you're uh, educating people, you're giving them skills, you're preparing them for sure. the future. So mm-hmm. one thing I would uh, particularly like to see, uh, like to say that um, I don't see that the there is a huge, huge problem if the people mm-hmm. keep on adapting keep on uh, reinventing themselves keep on thinking about uh, bringing in new businesses new models of business and also sure. um, also what happens is that when there is always doom and gloom it's very difficult to be positive and yeah, also sure. the human uh, brain has only a limited power to think about things so mm. some of the things I believe is that uh, there are uh, much bigger um, brains sitting outside, thinking about the whole industry. Mm. So uh, the only thing I think is that uh, in, an, in our limited capacity at the moment, we can try to remain positive. Think sure. about the better business models, innovation, sure. creativity, and how we can make the businesses sustainable at this point of time. And sure. what I believe is that uh, it is not going to be that bad a scenario for any education provider as long as they are able to maintain quality, they are able to uh, keep the, uh, keep the uh, intakes rolling. So at this stage, uh, I don't see it's a bad, bad situation.
0: Okay, something that you shared on your Facebook, I'm just gonna really quickly uh, bring up your page on the background. Yep. And it is just a, an article from a a very reputed publisher, from, which is SBS. Yes. And it says that coronavirus has halted immigration to Australia, and that could have dire consequences for its ec- economic recovery. So it says nearly 300,000 temporary visa holders have left Australia, and 240,000 would be... Um, Uh, migrating by the end of this year Uh, and the borders are closed the students have lost a lot of jobs absolutely and there's obviously um, a lot of uh, thinking behind where we'll get the coin from and what should be the branding and marketing strategy which i will divert later but right now i'm just picking your brain on these numbers that are being thrown around and do you think it's a short-term issue or a long-term issue.
1: Any numbers uh, which the government is predicting that uh, temporary migrants will be leaving and all those kind of stuff. I think uh, in that temporary migrants is just not the students, but there are also the work permit holders, visa holders. So I'm not very much expert on uh, visa issues and stuff, but I certainly do understand that uh, any, um, any nation which loses a lot of uh, working population that will definitely have an impact on the economic recovery of the nation. But at the yeah. same time, if I say it from the RTO or international students' perspective, absolutely, I think um, that might impact the RTOs and even the university sector or the higher education sector um, in the shorter yeah. term. But what happens is I believe that uh, Australia has been a very good uh, destination and uh, much in demand. But Slowly Mm -hmm. over the period of a year or maybe two years, things will start improving very quickly. Uh, Of course, when the size of COVID, the problem is of the size of the COVID, uh, it will Mm -hmm. take a long, long time. For for Christchurch earthquake, it was like uh, just one city was impacted and we believe that um, the economic recovery did not start for another two years. Everyone was in the mode of hanging on everyone is in the mode of uh, just uh, not to earn the profit, but to stay in the business. So I think at the moment, it is a strategy for all the businesses, including the education providers or any other business, how Mm -hmm. they can stay in business. So that is the number one priority. One thing I'm particularly hopeful and kind of happy about the current situation Mm -hmm. where the government has tapped in with, job keeper payments and all those kind of Mm. stuff that actually helps a lot because I was just thinking today that at least now the RTO or education provider or any other business do not Mm. have a worry that they have to pay their staff as well so this is a big big support I think um, of course I have full sympathy with everyone in the business because i have been into business and i still am in the business uh, one way or another the people in the business need to now start thinking that what is going to be their next strategy what is going to be their next strategy so yeah yeah
0: that's very well said i think my personal um i'm 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 a weird guy because i always look at the worst case scenario then i make a strategy for that too Yes. I'm generally very positive,
1: Absolutely, but I
0: do tend to look at what could be the worst case scenario. So a worst case scenario for me personally is let's say what happens after the run out of that initial stimulus package by the government um, and still the borders keep closed. And then is there a, a problem with which college or which university gets each other's students by giving discounts and there's a rush in the industry, if you know what I mean? Because I have... Um, a few people talking about these things but they're talking about these things behind closed doors that you know poaching students and all that I mean there's a lot of speculation going on there is
1: a lot of speculation but but what I think is you're right in saying that at this stage the situation looks you know reasonably under control but absolutely as a lot of uh, economists and uh, experts in the area they predict that the things will get worse before they start getting you know better so that mm-hmm. is where I'm trying to say is that, um, of course, now you have seen the worst within last two months. You have mm-hmm. not been earning. Um, the colleges have not been uh, operating and some of them have been operating online. Sure. And then, then there are issues around the engagement with the, with the students. But mm-hmm. I, I do understand that it will have more impact in the coming days. And now mm. is the time for the education providers to start preparing and start bracing themselves that what is I coming. Know. So, I again, know. businesses are roller coaster, right? And um, now we can sure. see we know the enemy and we know the risk factor. So, mm. it will be much more easier for us to at least start some kind of risk management,
0: That's some right. kind
1: of risk mitigation. And of course, I know that a lot of great education providers and really sure businessmen out sitting out there might might have better strategies. But again, Mm. as as you said, that there are different vibes coming from different quarters, as I teach diploma in social media marketing as well. And I sometimes hear um, some stories which are uh, not very rosy. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think is that every organization need to be prepared to go down and then yeah. come up later on. Right. And that right. is the test for every organization. When they will go down, well, whether they will be able to hang on there or not. So that right. is I mean, that is. And I, as with, the you know, these are the turbulent, turbulent times. And in these turbulences. A lot of things happen some people just go under some people just get mm. out of business some people have to just start thinking different ways of doing business and some people um would be lucky that they will be in a position that they will be able to you know get better business so i understand very very turbulent times and uh, it will definitely test a lot of um, uh, entrepreneur, business people and companies are trying to do the business in any sector. Education right. sector is one area where we work. So we, we know a little bit more maybe in this area, but it's the same for every business.
0: The reason why I really wanted to pick your brain in the first very episode of, of the fire chat about this industry was because you are someone who has already been through the earthquakes in New Zealand and, st- and being a college owner and being in, an, in the education industry and still surviving that run um, the whole thing again and successfully run it. And that's the reason why I thought you'll be a very good person to talk to because most of the people have not seen these kind of scenarios they have. Absolutely. they've only gone up. Most of them haven't seen or we um, have never prepared for something like this. There's no crisis management in place. So thank you for sharing that and uh, being so positive about it. That's one of the reasons why I think you're a good consultant for um, so many people out there when um, they come to you for IT-related or college-related consulting. Absolutely. Look, I've sense. got a
1: few friends uh, within the industry, and uh, they keep chatting with me and trying to find that what has happened there and how do you mm. manage those scenarios. And I'm, so, I'm really pleased that uh, with my little advice, if people are able to hang on there. And, um, for example, um, in couple of educational institutions, uh, it's more around looking at what can sustain them, how they can mm. keep on doing the business. So right. what, what these were the small, small things. And for example, in a couple of organizations, we just helped them with the Moodle installation. They were not available. Um, they were not delivering online and they did not have a right. clear to start. Then You know, all those kind of small, small business sustainability practices, taking their businesses online and uh, let Mm. them give them those systems and, um, you know, uh, resources so that they can remain in business. And I'm quite happy that um, if our experience helps any business, why not?
0: Um, Regarding that going online, the point you made, um, we have some, some clients who are talking about this, these things and come to us. And I'm sure there are a lot of uh, you know, providers out there who would be interested to know what uh, uh, we do or what you could advise them in terms of going online, innovating during these times.
1: I think uh, it's all around the mindset, right? so if your mindset has already been that okay you are open to go online and start e-learning methodologies and all then it will be much more easier and because that mindset is already there but there is right. always a lot of mental blockade people these are simple simple things for example you and i are in um in kind of technology and we develop these kind of systems and we kind of see that which system is better for this particular need, right? But if someone is, you know, just started in only in last couple of uh, months or starting deliberating that what should we do, Mm -hmm. which system is better because, you know, you have got so many systems including Moodle's to ThinkFX Mm -hmm. to to any online system you can think of. But, What you have to see is number one, those systems, what are their positives and negatives and what kind of um, solution your client needs, right? So I think the easiest uh, for anyone to build, start thinking is definitely the need to start thinking about their building their online capabilities. That is very, very important for anyone. And also, I think in the similar way, I'm, I'm very much passionate and I understand the meaning and, um, um, meaning and um, you know, behind building a really good brand. Brand, I know a lot of organizations uh, in Australia and New Zealand, they work on a uh, one-on-one basis, B2B through the consultants sure. and everything, and their business yeah. is just great. They are doing a wonderful job. But yeah. one thing I think for the future, it will not be enough. It will definitely not be enough. Your brand should stand out in the market because mm-hmm. a lot of things will change in the coming days. Now, um, of course, um, education agents are a great way of doing business, but they, they need to see your brand as well to promote your institution. So I have seen a lot of people are spending a lot of money uh, outside but they do not pay attention to their brand so they mm. they uh, i think you know within as we teach in social media marketing branding is something very very important and uh, sure. once your brand is not recognized you are just wasting a lot of money down the drain That's and right. that is where one thing i think uh, again the positive side of the things are that It is much more easier to build the brands now than maybe 15 years uh, earlier. Now we can use uh, and unleash the power of uh, digital media marketing, social media marketing, and uh, podcasts, the YouTubes, the videos, all those kind of stuff, of course. But again, one thing I, again, uh, if I come back to your original question, a lot of people don't know where to start. And mm. one more thing I really want to emphasize is that a lot of people start Hatter Scattered. The approach is, okay, what, what shall we do? Okay, we want to build a brand. Okay, let's start YouTube. Okay, all right, that's good. You should, by all means. But a lot of people, I think, waste a lot of money, effort and energy by mm-hmm. not having a proper business plan and content marketing strategy. So sure. that is very much important for anyone now spending a couple of weeks looking at their business model
0: mm.
1: and really putting everything into, onto the paper and preparing right. an annual business plan, strategic mm. business plan, Operational plan, marketing plan, and within marketing plan, you have to have a content marketing strategy as well. So these are like a little bit basics of thing. It's not very deep rooted, but that is where, you know, um, we come in that, um, you know, if to give that structured uh, framework to the educational institution or any business, that how you can, how you can prosper in the coming times one thing uh, you would understand that anyone would like to buy from recognized brands even in the tough times that's right but if your brand is not recognizable then you Mm. are at the mercy of only selected relationships
0: yeah or discounting or or just cutting prices
1: cutting prices look Cutting prices, mm. that is the, the worst strategy because there is no yeah. end to it, right? You can, keep That's on right. Going. you can keep on going, giving discounts, you can keep on um, offering more commissions, but mm. at the end, you are just doing that because you really don't know how to brand mm. your uh, institution. And that is the only way you will be offering, you will be throwing money here and there. So that is, I think, now time to people start thinking, number one, how we can be in the business and sustain ourselves. How can we use the online technologies or Mm -hmm. um, how we can innovate innovate and be Mm -hmm. creative? Because one thing is very much sure. It's just not covid it's for any business if you do not innovate you're going to die Mm. no matter what this is absolutely absolutely true for any organization a lot Mm. of people when again every organization has their own capabilities and what happens is sometimes people think how i can innovate Mm. you cannot innovate if you don't have that mindset then you will have to bring those people who can help you innovate, you know? So you will have to, you might have to change your entire team because now that team is not able to help you go into different direction. But at least on a strategic level, you have to have some changes who can help the CEO or the board or the organization put into that innovative and uh, critical thinking and creativity mode. That is the only way going forward. One thing is very particular and very interesting in this scenario. A lot of organizations will have to build their capability online. Because, for example, as an regulator, maybe Australian Skills Qualification Authority or New Zealand Qualification Authority, they might like to see in your business for future that Mm. what risk management strategies are in place to deal with this kind of situation. And for example, let's get a scenario that after three years, we get a similar kind of situation. How are you going to mitigate that risk and regulators and organizations, um, at the government level, they would expect from the organizations, the education organizations that what systems you have developed, that if we are faced with a similar situation again in future, how we are going to deal with it. And that is exactly what happened after earthquake, because that is a little bit experience we had That Of course, New Zealand is a bit different from Australia in terms that all the fee of the student goes into a public trust account and drip fed to the institutions every quarter, uh, every fortnightly. So what happens is if your institution stops, Mm. Taking students, and that is called the course closer um, event. So, course closer 20, event. If 20. the course closer event happens, public trust stops paying you straight away. Mm-hmm. That means okay. what will happen is the, all the money for the students' fee, which is coming to you, is not coming now. Now yeah. you have to okay. see that how you can avoid that course closer okay. uh, in, uh, event. And I'm I'm. Sure. I, I again understand it is similar in Australia as well. In Australia as well, if it is a course closer event, then basically you are saying that the organization is not capable enough to keep on delivering the same program. When right. it comes to that level, then people will have choice to move on. And that is exactly what happened in back in Christchurch. A lot of, at that time, it, it was a course closer event because no one was able to Uh, offer any qualification or any programs to the students. And fee stopped and the students had the choice to move anywhere in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And we had to re-enroll the students at that time once the the thing came back to normalcy and then we had to re-enroll them completely by completing all their application form, all their contracts, agreements and everything. So right. I think at this time, Asqua has been very relaxed because it is unprecedented times. But in the mm. coming time, they would expect from the RTOs or right. education providers that what strategies and systems are in place now that you can keep on delivering your program. Right, right? absolutely. So that is very much important that uh, from compliance point of view, a lot of organizations will have to think strategically then mm. what will they do if it happens again
0: that's a that's a great example thanks for sharing that too because i think we are in uh, in a similar situation and if you don't think ahead then yeah we we're just uh, playing with fire
1: mm. yes absolutely yeah
0: we're gonna move on to the next question which is kind of related to more uh, towards digital marketing or, or branding yeah. for that matter which you mentioned so in times like these there are two kinds of people here who are still looking to get the coin right like yes. get as much money as possible yes because obviously money is important and there's a very tiny percentage of um business owners or uh, strategists out there who are thinking about okay uh, how do we brand and create something that is uh, that's going to last for a very long time
1: absolutely look um in generic term i believe that branding helps in all the times Right sure. what what I think is that um, a lot of um, effort is is happening now for the people to um, to get their name out, but right. what I have seen a lot of uh, if I say particularly about RTOs, a lot of RTOs are working on that relationship where their online brand or you know any presence on their social media channels or maybe digital media channels it is almost yeah. negligible. I can guarantee this thing that a lot of people will have to build their brands and will have to spend a lot of money and start yeah. thinking strategically that how they can differentiate their brand uh, mm-hmm. in this crowded market. And also sure. I think this is an opportunity as well for people to show that empathy and yeah. uh, then touch um, you know, the hurts of the people and hearts so. of their target audience and be right. be upfront i i i don't say that um, every business has got that potential to spend a lot of money because i i have run businesses and i see a lot of people saying now colleges should start giving um, you know discounts or something look it doesn't work like that what mm-hmm. i believe is that it is the time for us not to just discount or offer anything but be empathetic towards the need of the, of the students or the target audience. And then sure. I think that is also the time for you all uh, to start building the brand on, based on that empathy and start sharing those stories. And I think uh, also this is a great, great opportunity as we were discussing yesterday that even the, the prices for the ad- online advertisements are quite low now. You know yeah so less that, that is that is again a great great opportunity to start thinking about you know running online advertisements and not just to earn the business. This is not right. the time for that. I think my focus has always been that if you build the good brands, they right. will be very sustainable in the coming times I agree
0: like. Sent to sent there with you because I come from a very hardcore sales background. I'm like 12, 13 years of uh, marketing and sales, and then I moved into digital marketing, social media stuff, and consulting. But because I come from a very hardcore sales background, I always looked at things in a different way. I mean, salespeople versus marketing people, sales versus branding. So I think it, I obviously over the period of time i've moved from that mentality because i believe you don't need to sell an apple product it sells itself as opposed to a dell product where you have to where they have to slap on the features after features after features and keep discounting so there you go that's a very valid point made by you thank you so much Thanks for bringing that that. i
1: would like to add uh, something on that note here please do with uh, a lot of um, with my little experience with, within education, marketing, and I come across a lot of uh, business people as well, they just want to see sales, right? Of course. A lot of, and this is particularly very important for the small businesses because, sure. of course, number one, they never think strategically, strategically about the marketing number 2 they never keep money or budget for the marketing
0: and sure, number yeah, three
1: yeah. is number yeah. 3 is that they just won't say. and that is the That's reason fine. that is the reason that a lot of people uh, as you know that with the a lot of people approach us with that and we are very selective in taking those clients because marketing and sale are different and small business owners i know that you know marketing and sale a lot of other people will have absolute crisp clear idea but yeah. when it comes to a lot of small businesses they don't understand it they, wow. they are not able to distinguish between sales and marketing what they believe right. is that if they spend 10 dollars can they sell product of maybe $50 or something like that.
0: Yeah. 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 It's and like, just, if uh, I give you $2, how much am I getting in return? That's pretty much the straight yeah. mentality. Like yes. give me the damn sale.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And today I was, I was, um, again, you know, today I was reading about, um, that as well, that a lot of uh, organizations have no clear, uh, understanding that how they can spend on marketing and how they can calculate their return on investment on marketing. And That's that right. is where I think is that, um, of course, uh, in what I see is I came from New Zealand, I and I see in Australia a lot of people have been very very fortunate because there are a lot of people around and there are a lot of um, we can say the business around. But if you will right. you will notice that business is now drying up in the last few years, right? So mm. even in the education industry, if the one college has maybe like. 700, 800 students. They might have only 200 now. And okay. uh, some colleges had about 200 students. They might have only 40, 50 now, right? Hmm. And um, this is just because, you know, things are changing. Things are changing. Hmm. And now I think it is very much important to build the brands. So I, my emphasis is, again, building on brand, not building on trying to sell the courses, t- trying to recruit the students or something. And what yeah. are the ingredients of the brand in, in, in an education industry? Number one yeah. is, of course, and number one is, of course, your brand is your quality of education, right? That's of course, right. it also depends on the kind of market you have. Like, we know that there are different kinds of target audiences out there. And if if you really want to go longer in this, again you will have to have a good quality of education of course Mm. number two is also that quality of education needs to reflect in your graduate outcomes and then the third thing is that needs to reflect on your um on your social media on your digital media or maybe, right. maybe uh, we may be a little bit biased towards social media and digital media because we understand it really well and we, um, use it really well in our marketing strategies, you know, of course. but again, whatever marketing effort you do, it needs to be, for example, just, just, um, uh, when I look at a few designs, even the design of your brochure, even the yeah. design or the color of your logo, even your right. logo, does your logo stands out? Looks like a an international uh, education, education body provider, or yeah. or it looks like just particular <laughs> for one community. So yeah. of course that is branding. Where again, one more thing I think important here is that a lot of people, a lot of uh, organizations, will have to seriously start thinking about diversifying their business. Mm a lot of organizations have 90% or not 90, I would say about 100% of their eggs into one basket. Mm, And now now you can see some of the political uh, landscapes are changing, right? So Mm. if those landscapes become a reality and audience from one nation stops coming and if you have 100% Mm. of your business reliant on one nation, then basically you are, in a deep deep trouble so yeah. that is one i think we were a little bit guilty of that as well at abacus when we were running but we were not mm. at abacus is the college you were running in new zealand yes in new zealand so right, abacus right. institute of studies we were in the top five percent oh. schools uh, nationwide and uh, we were right. highly we were regarded in the into the category one institutions so right. of right. course as i said but we all learn from our mistakes we were guilty of that as well but it does not so what you're
0: saying is your market is coming your your chunk of customers or leads or sales are coming from one specific market in education size i'm i'm guessing it's either like uh, um, spanish market chinese market indian market south asian market that kind of thing right yes absolutely
1: so that is something i think uh, a lot of people think but what they do is on the day-to-day business time Where the money is coming from, they're happy and busy taking that. But they never Mm. think of diversifying. And Mm. diversification is something, if your brand is good, you will be able to diversify quickly. But if your brand is not present and your branding is not good, your marketing is not available, and then you do not have any strategy, no matter what you try, it is not going to work it might work yeah. for a couple of students coming from a different nationalities but they will the not short able time, yeah. to, you know it will be very yeah. very short term so mm-hmm. that is where i i put a lot of emphasis on number one developing your brands showing right. it off that what you do and also right. also um, be present on, you know that uh, within our social media and digital media we have to have a omni channel uh strategy of course, of
0: course of course right
1: so a lot of people think oh we are on facebook okay yes we know you're on facebook but what number one what do you do on facebook yeah, yeah, two, yeah do you really understand if your target audience is on facebook because That's target right. audience might have moved to instagram already they might have sure. moved to youtube already so, yeah, or even TikTok for that matter, even TikTok, of course, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's the new thing, and mm-hmm. uh, that is what I was talking to um, one of our community members, Bhavna. She's running a great TikTok videos, and um, because I yeah. had to deliver a lecture, and I thought to run her case study uh, to my students, and absolutely, some people are using it really well. Yeah, we
0: we do have one client uh, who's ready to um, sell their products uh, and start their branding on TikTok advertising side of things.
1: And and a lot of people don't even understand that you can utilize the power of TikTok to um, build your brand, right? Mm. Of course, and I know it's not easy, number one. Number two is the comfort, whether people are comfortable going in a direction or not. Right. And that will all come from, if you will have, number one, a key strategy, marketing strategy, right? Mm. And uh, also like what, what I've it. seen is that um, a lot of people have kind of, you know, outsourced their things uh, to places where, you know, people don't really understand Australia. They don't even understand New Zealand and uh, Detroit, yeah, so, the color combination. Uh, um, the, the, that has, I
0: think that has always been the case, right? Is Because, uh, you know, like... We are trying to cut cost, cost, I understand that businesses are Absolutely. trying to cut cost, but the people on the other side, it's good to, I think, which the, point, but the point that I guess you're trying to make is, um, they're sitting there, don't understand the target audience here, and that's why they create something which is not, which doesn't come across um, it doesn't as come across.
1: quality. And moreover, I think um, there there is a lot of chaos online at the moment. You know that if you had a website like 15 years earlier on, you could have got a a lot of hits without spending a lot of money. Your SEO was really good anyway because there was not enough competition. But now there's a lot of chaos online. The only thing... Especially now. Especially now. And I was um, uh, doing this, um, you know, a... A quite detailed study from IBM C, uh, suites for um, CEOs and C- CMOs. What right. they're saying is that 93% of the people use social media to make their buying decisions. And out yes. of that, then they also say is that, the, the which which is very, very interesting, which I think two areas which I want to discuss. The second point was they were making that the shortening of the span attention span for people it is seven seconds right on one way we are saying that okay you go to social media to market right but now what we are saying is you have only seven seconds to make Mm. impact right Right. so what it is saying to me at the moment is that even if the people are making a decision to go on social media or go on digital media whether they're able to be creative or not because right. to get the attention or to seek attention of your audience, you have to be right. very, very creative. right? Sure. Sure. So these are the challenges I think uh, for a lot of businesses for future. And mm-hmm. a lot of struggle at the moment within the industry or with any marketer at the moment is sure. your audience is already 70, 50, yeah, 80 miles ahead of you. Right? Of course. You yeah. are, you are just trying to get used to the new yeah. system mm. and now yeah. your audience has already moved, you know, yeah. and what, yeah. showing the graph that uh, the marketeers are in early adoption, adoption, whereas their um, market has been laggards now, you know, they are exactly. so miles ahead of it. I guess the the
0: early adopter and the laggards. I'm sure this is a very interesting topic. We should definitely talk about. We should talk about this later <laughs>
1: on some stage when we will have. But but again, to sum it up, I think um, you know challenging times produce the good leaders or good brands and uh, who can who can deal with the situations. Yeah. and that is, and it also. Uh, gives you a life experience and builds a lot of resilience in you to do the business and i remember myself like at a time when we had this uh, earthquake business shut i had to travel in my car throughout new zealand to find an alternative place and living almost on 200 dollars a week kind of situation do you mind
0: me asking what year was this
1: that was in in 2010 wow so 10 years back, um, and that is the time when we just started like four or five months after our operation, we got the earthquake, we we were shut. And, uh, but again, at the same time, you see, when you see worst thing, you see the best things as well, right? Mm -hmm. So I still remember I going to Hastings and then Hastings Church offering us place to live. And that is where I lived there for seven or 10 days. And then I found my place to start my campus there as well. And whenever I go to Hastings, I never forget to go to that church and say, thanks to those people, you know, those lovely, Mm -hmm. lovely people. But uh, That is something I think is that very, very challenging time for everyone. But again, also that the people might not have gone through this before, but Mm -hmm. now is the time for people to learn from this uh, very strange situation and build their capabilities and sure. also make a decision whether they can deal with it or not and be be open and be upfront because sure. there are sure. certain situations which you can deal with and there are such situations people think okay no look I, it's too much for me i'll probably move on with something and i might be doing a job in future so sure. of course that is the time, time for people to make choices
0: wow yeah very well said i think Um, You've pretty much summed everything up uh, in a very beautiful way. Uh, Thanks for sharing your story, uh, firstly, with us, because that's truly very inspiring. Um, And then trying to give us some idea on compliance side, how businesses should innovate. Uh, If you don't innovate, it's going to be very hard moving forwards. uh, Look look at your uh, crisis management or risk management strategies now. Um, don't um, be too relaxed on government uh, stimuluses try to come up with your own be creative it's time to make make a very good time to build brand right now as opposed to just go on selling because not everyone is in the mood to buy so it's a good time to build brands yes and um, having said all that if um, someone out there who's listening to this is interested uh, to talk to you further or get your professional advice it could be either on, you know, uh, they could be in education, they need marketing help, they need professional consulting, or just an advice um, from you. Uh, what's the best place to reach you uh, or contact you, Pravita?
1: Yeah, look, uh, again, I'm available for those sort of things. Of course, before uh, giving my details out, I'm happy to. And uh, the only thing I, which, which I wanted to add, which I think um, we somehow did not touch, Sure. It is, it is a very, very much important time for everyone. I'm not just talking about the education um, businesses or any business. This is, we are getting into an era where we all will have to learn forever. We cannot stop learning because a lot of uh, people think, oh, look, we have done enough. We will do a little bit of here and there. But no, I think... I think the time has changed. Um, changed. I'm I'm really glad that, um, you know, we have uh, after selling my business, then we got into business consulting and then we started uh, into um, digital media and social media training and corporate courses for, um, you know, organizations. So I think we, we, uh, we have been into that mode where we have, kept on learning new things. And if you, if you know yourself and myself, we have always been doing, okay, Photoshop, video animations, yeah. this, that, you know. So I it's think learning, one yeah. will have to get into that mode and where they mm-hmm. will have multiple of skills and as the times are yeah. changing. And of course, I will be happy to help uh, any business or any organization if they need my help uh, in any way in compliance, business development, marketing, and uh, I can be reached at avithar at acutas.com.au. I'll um, probably once, you can probably help with uh, some sort of um, you know titles to get my uh, details out. But uh, okay, look, okay. It's, it's more about, I think, is um, it's, it's not about business uh, at all. Um, you know, it is more about giving the message out to all the organ- organizations out there who have been very, uh, very much relaxed. But I think the times are absolutely different.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is not I'm just not trying to upsell or sell you, but in uh, uh, like, you know, we need money or something. The reason why we, we tried to do the fire chat and this was to bring value first. Absolutely. and bring some kind of uh some kind of attention on what people are talking behind closed doors Absolutely. in the forefront yes. and um address the the elephant in the room right and see if there's some positive that comes out of this conversation it's all about having the conversation first so
1: yeah no, thank thanks, you so much for thanks. your time yeah no thanks uh, about, about talking about the elephant uh in bringing the elephant into the room that is something i think every business owner will have to bring that elephant into the room and also if you remember uh we, we always talk about um, a small book by brian tracy which is called eating a frog now uh, yeah yeah now it is the it's the worst time it's more you know uh, creepy a time or a disgusting time and even more discussed than eating a frog, you know? So I think you will have to pick up your problems one by one and start addressing them. Thank you, Elan.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Vavita, for your time. We'll see you on the next fire chat.
1: Absolutely, looking forward to it. Thank you. Take Take care. care.